0: Hello and welcome to another bumper edition of the Fox Rugby Podcast. I'm Sam Worthington. I've got the uh, hosting duties today. Sean Maloney's still uh, out with a back. He's uh, been, got those those brackets back uh, next to his name. Two to four weeks. Who really knows how long the big man's going to be out. But we've got him on the phone today. Sean, how are you?
1: Uh, g'day, man. Yeah, no, my back was good enough to get up and about down to Manly Oval for what was one of the great local... Shield derbies in recent memory at the weekend, mainly be rats, and the rats prevailed by one point. But the big story out of that afternoon was there's was about 6,000 people down there smiling, happy faces. And Hoylsey, it's fair to say that Club Ruggers, as it has been, I mean, let's be honest, as it has been for a while, is really firing at the moment.
2: Yeah, well, it's never been dead in, in my eye, Sean. It's just got a little bit more life over the last couple of years. We're also joined by Lindsay Doran, who we should say hello to. We shouldn't have that. Yep. quite right. Well, Thanks, I guys. Sean, yep. he,
0: I was going to go around the table, but then Sean, sort of... He took uh, off. Just took off, didn't he? Can't tell it. a story. can tell a yarn. But the side.
2: G- back to Manly Oval, and Sean, you're one of the few players that have played for both. How were you received from your Manly friends when you went and had that year at the
0: Rats? Good question.
1: Oh, they hated me. I mean, they hated me. It was—it was, it was straight. They have it was—they were bloodthirsty. They wanted to see my head on a spike. Um,
0: how much money think, or how many beers did you move for? Can you talk us through the contract you know what negotiations?
1: I moved for—I moved for an opportunity to work at Fox. How about that? Yeah, and that's a true story.
0: How, how does that uh, piece together?
1: So the first grade coach at Warringah at the time, Andrew Cox, was or well, is still. Luckily for Cox, he's married to Keely Depprey, who at the time mm. was a producer uh, at Fox Sports former newsreader. so they um, they said come on up we can we can put you through some holes at Fox it took a while it took another year or so to um right. well, event a big hole. Yeah, a hole? yeah it's huge hole. but I'm through it yeah. i through it. I'm <laughs> now speaking to you dribblers so uh, that was a good um, it was a really good uh, afternoon down there and it was uh, it was exciting to see both sides really rip and tear in the wet
0: Sensational, and yeah, for those who haven't uh, seen it, jump on Facebook and uh, or, or foxsports.com.au and have a look at Shawnee's uh, day out on the beaches there where he was greeted warmly by, by all and sundry. But guys, we'll, we'll move on to the to the the big burning issue of the day. We've just got the Wallabies team hot off the press, and it's fair to say uh, some, some shocks, some surprises in there. I think we we're all assuming to see Stephen Moore with the, the C next to his name um, for this opening test against Fiji, but uh, Michael Checker has... Very interestingly, given the, the armband to, to Michael Hooper for game one. So we'll start with you, Stephen Hoyles. Just your initial reactions to that to that team.
2: Yeah, well, I think when you see a squad announced uh, over a week ago with Steve Moore as captain, you just assume that captain's going to be in. So I think it's a really clever play by Michael Checker to do it in the first test of the year. So my captain doesn't necessarily need to play. He's still the leader of this group, along with Michael Hooper and a couple of others. But um, it just goes to show that, you know, No one's a guarantee in this Wallaby. So we'll see, we will see Stephen Moore play a fair bit of rugby this year for the Wallabies, I'm certain of it. What they're doing in these tests, and I'm, I certainly don't take anything away from the three tests we're playing, but we need to know who our one, two, and three hookers are and in what order. So we've seen glimpses of Tolu Latu. We've seen Tafu over the years. check has got to work out what his best combinations are, who's going to start, who's going to come off the bench, and who's going to miss out. So it's just a a good, clear statement from him to say that Yep, Steve Moore's my captain, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not in my squad. So when he does it, maybe in a Bledisloe week in six weeks' time, if he hadn't have done it up until now, <laughs> that's all everyone's talking about. Now we just know that you don't have to be captain to make the Wallabies start in. I mean, you don't have to um, be the number one pick captain to be in the starting side. Christine, Has this t-
1: ever happened in the history of the Wallabies is my next question.
2: Uh, well, again, we don't know if it's a form related... Look, what, what he's told Steve and what he's, you know, telling the public could be two different things. Like, I'm... I don't know, Sean, that's a good it's, question.
0: It's it's fair to say this time next year are we are we all expecting Michael Hooper to be the full time Wallabies captain? I think I think that's what we're working towards, isn't it? And this is yeah. just part of the transition. But see this time next year you've also got David Pocock back
2: and you might have the emergence of Ned Hannigan and so you might you know, we we we, we might not have the same back row as well. I'm I'm a Hooper fan, as everyone knows it, so I pick him every week, but um and Steve Moore signed until two thousand nineteen, like his contract states he's here to the World Cup and he's he's planned on being there so um it's people are saying he's I read an article recently saying that you know he probably won't be around by the world cup i think he will be around whether or not he's going to be that starting hooker or just that senior club captain role who knows
3: yeah i suppose look the bloke's 34 and you do have to start planning planning ahead because whether or not he is there in a couple of years time to start is is the big question and i think you're right Horsey. i think he'll probably will be in that squad somewhere in a couple of years obviously injuries will play a big part in it too we, we can't foresee what will happen in the future but michael hoopo is is everyone's bet to to be the the long term captain he's already captained the side and and if you if you're going to if you're going to make the decision, I think it's it's certainly probably better to make it earlier because, it, right right throughout this season for the past six months, every second question has been basically about is is Stephen Moore going to be the captain? Is his form good enough to warrant a spot in the starting fifteen? And, and and you're right, Horsey, this is this is gonna probably shut out that and, and hopefully Stephen and I'm sure he probably hasn't been reading too much into the media because he's so experienced, hundred and seventeen caps. Like the bloke is a veteran of Australian rugby and knows how to get the job done. But it will, it will give some clarity for the Wallabies moving forward. And I that's the big I one. Sh- to be honest,
0: I think it does. So is that, is I think, it, end does. End po- I think it does. I think it does. the, just the opposite. Now
1: that Chris has just spoken for
0: half an hour. <laughs> you we're know getting Sean. He's trying to divert us from the <laughs> Castle chat. We're not forgetting, Doran. <laughs> that's coming up later, the Castle chat. But look, I, I have to uh, disagree with you there, Christy. I think it does quite the opposite in terms of clarity. Like, doesn't this just make the things more confusing? I think we, the start of the season, um, the, the captain should lead the team out in the first game shouldn't he and yep. set set the standard for the for the season by all means rotate them out throughout the season what what are your thoughts uh Sean a former Manly Marlins captain you wouldn't wouldn't let the vice oh. captain you wouldn't let the vice captain lead the Marlins out in your first Sean game Sean would talk you?
2: to the vice captain he was that cynical that's the type of like Sean was I
1: would I'd stab him before he got a chance <laughs> to even get the vt next to his name right between the shoulder blades um you know what, it's it's June, it's Fiji, it's, it's Scotland, Italy. Why not mix it up and, and see how we go? It's, it's not being disrespectful to the three teams coming through, but why not mix it up and give um, give it an edge, basically. I think it's a great play.
0: There you go, OK. Interesting, we'll, we'll uh, agree to disagree there. What were the other uh, features of this team, guys? We'll start with you, Halsey. What, what leapt off the, the team sheet to you?
2: Uh, Look, I probably just reassured my comments on kick and chase during the week. I'm pretty happy that Carmichael Hunt's number 12. Didn't have an inside word. People thought I did. I just, yeah, I'm glad that he's getting a start. I think with Karevi out, maybe Karevi was going to be the 12. Carmichael Hunt deserves to be in that starting side, and Israel Folau does as well. So um, just goes to show we all, we get, you know, we in rugby we tend to overcomplicate, the numbers on people's backs and these guys will float around in different positions. But glad to see Carmichael Hunt's getting the start and Ned Hannigan too, number six. Um, Yeah, it's a good story. Is it a
0: bit of a tough ask for Carmichael on test debut though? He's been playing fullback all the time. Suddenly he's asked to play 12. I know he can do it, but are are you setting the guy up for the best chance of success by doing that?
2: If there's one guy who could make his debut under a bit of, you know, duress or it's, it's Carmichael. He's one of the most senior players in the side. You got to remember, like the experience he's had, the big games he's played in. I don't think he's going to be overawed by it. He's got the ac- the ability. He's also got the voice and the game control, which the Wallabies need. Um, so I, I think it could be um, a long term position for him. To be honest, I think if I'm looking towards the 2019 World Cup and this combination works well, just because he plays 15 for the Reds, like all the great tens and 15s should be able to play 12, 10, 15. They should be able to interchange. So I, I think it's a good one.
3: Yeah, I think what this this 15 shows is that the team's been selected on form. Yeah, I think the only position that you could possibly question is Carmichael at 12 because he hasn't been playing there. But uh, realistically, Kirtley Bill's probably going to come back and he's going to probably start 12 against the All Blacks. But who's your second option? And this has got some forward thinking to it once again because if you, if, if Kirtley goes down with an injury at some stage, you, you need a backup and Carmichael... I think let, let's see him. Let's see how he goes. He's played there before. He's played in France when he first started off at inside centre um, in 2009-10. And, and, and if you look at who was coach of Stade Francais at the time, Michael Checker. So um, I'm sure he's probably yeah. seen, seen... He did seen play for Stade Francais though. No, Don't no, no, he didn't. No, yeah. no. But he, he certainly would have known about Hunt being such a, a league fan that he is. So it's good to see Alan Alatoa, I think, um, at... at uh, Alan uh, starting like he's been a fantastic right the way throughout the season, and Sakopi Kepi you'd you assume is going to be named on the on the bench. If someone
1: tomorrow. put a, someone <laughs> put a, a, a rolled up pair of socks down Doran's throat, Lindsay, this isn't how podcasts work. Christy, right?
0: Christy, have a munch what's of your that? steak, have a munch of your steak sandwich because it sounds like uh no, no, popped no, some pills and he's and he's ready to roll. Yep. What are your thoughts, Shawnee? The endone okay, has kicked what, in. Shawnee, you're just feeling left out, that? mate.
1: No, we're talking about Carmichael Hunt. Then you start waffling on about the copy and Alan Alatola. Let's do it one by one. We we'll all agree Carmichael's a good get. The other one, I reckon, is a huge in, which I'm so stoked to see. He's got Higginbotham, returned first time in a couple of years back in a Wallabies jersey, who has been, alongside George Smith, just outstanding, for the
2: Queensland Reds this year. Sean, you've killed the chemistry in here, mate. <laughs> you really have. Oh, Doran, his, his body language is a... Tro- it's body language would be like a Marlins coach last weekend when they let down 7,000 people at Manly Oval. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be 10,000
3: by the end of it. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous.
2: Christy, no. have, a,
0: have a munch of the steak sandwich. Lift the spirits, mate, and um, and, and we'll carry on. But, yeah, some, a couple of good redemption stories uh, in there, Sean. Higginbotham being one, and, and Sam Carter, I yep. reckon, as well. Another Another really good redemption story. Both sort of out in the cold... Uh, with Michael Checker and asked to get a bit more physical and, and, and add a bit more uh, grunt to their work around the pitch. And, and, and I think Carter in particular has done that um, this season. He's you know, a bit more physically dominant in contact and the captaincy's really agreed with him. So there's some great competition uh, for locks there, isn't there, Sean? You're an ex-lock, of course, and you're a little bit angry at the moment. What are your thoughts on the, on the locking situation?
1: I love that we've finally got some real, real depth in that position, though, and um, all those guys are pushing through. we still get to see the uh, reserves name for the weekend's game, but all these guys are super hungry. I mean, you can't even forget guys like Isaac Rodder starting to really put their uh, their name up in lights as well. So depth, I think, is the best thing that we've got going for us in that position for the first time in quite a long time.
0: Steve, uh, we'll touch on the back row as well. You had some good sort of Ned Hannigan stories from your, your Randwick days there and then you and Sean got, got amongst his hair during the week as well for kick and chase. So he's a character, isn't he? He's, he's going to be great fun to watch.
2: Yeah, he is. He's not going to be overawed by it. He's a, you know, he's a country lad who can certainly throw his country accent on when need be. Uh, Pitt Street Farmer, one of those blokes they talk about. But he's a Joey's boy. He's, he's been at Randwick Colts and Randwick Grade for about four or five years now. Um, and he's, he probably wasn't in most people's start in Waratah's team this year but he got an opportunity through Jack Dempsey being injured and in a side that hasn't played that well, let's be honest a lot of the Super Rugby sides haven't won, well none of them have won more games than they've lost which is a shame but Ned's been in a side that hasn't done too well but he hasn't been overruled by it, he's fronted up, he's physical and you you see the type of footy that Michael Checker, he likes that and and same as Higgins, I really like the fact that Carter and Higgins are back in because it it goes to show anyone who's out there that you, you can improve and you can Um, you can come back at a later stage of your career and still play for the Wallabies if you play the way the national coaches want you to play. So it's a good example for anyone out there who may not have made the squad that is down in the dumps. And any kid in any team that misses out, you can always improve no matter what age you are. So I think it's a pretty good um, squad.
0: We haven't seen the Fiji team yet, but we know that uh, no Nadolo, unfortunately no Tuasova, and maybe one or two others that have had... Commitments over there in Europe, but uh, they're an improving nation, aren't they? What, guys, we'll go around the table. What are the expectations um, for this test? Uh, obviously, there'll be some rust there, some, some very new combinations. Uh, they're not going to be a pushover. Halsey, start with you. What, what, what uh, should be the, the public's expectation um, in terms of performance and, and maybe the scoreline as well? Yeah, well, so if you think for the Australian side, like we don't expect, you look at the British
2: lines, you look at when all teams come together, it takes them a couple of weeks to gel. The Fijians, I think it's a lot harder because they don't even play in the same competition together. Some are in, in France and some are in UK, some are in Super Rugby, some are in Fiji. So it's really hard to get that squad together and in a short period of time firing. And it doesn't help when some of their best players, that you mentioned Ndolo, Tuisova, uh, a couple of boys from Clermont, won't be featuring in this test match. So I think as a result, you'll see them probably uh, less structured than a traditional Fijian side. They've, they had a really good scrum at the World Cup. I think that'll be... Similar. So, all these guys are individually brewing. They're playing in Europe mostly. So, you're going to have a lot of individual talent there. I don't know if they'll be able to tie it together from an attack and a defensive structure to really push the Wallabies for 80 minutes. But I'm thinking it'll be really exciting open rugby. And I reckon Wallaby's by 15 or 17 points.
0: And, Shawnee, you've been itching to get your Fiji Fijian pronunciation that you've been honing on the World's Sevens circuit. Uh, mate, can you just talk us through a couple of the players to watch in, in the Fiji team?
1: Uh, let's start with a man that we've already seen do good things at the World Cup last year and he's now an Olympic gold medal winner as well. Leone Nakarawa, the number five for Fiji, who has the best offload, I reckon... Is he
2: playing uh, Scotland, Shawnee?
1: Yeah, he plays yeah. up in Scotland. I, I, I would dare say maybe the best offloader in world rugby or one of the top five offloaders in world rugby. is an absolute freak. Uh, Vliama Mata as well, another gold medal winner with the Fijian 7 side. So there's a few of those boys who are going to pop up. The issue is going to be bringing them together... Um, bringing them together, like you say, from all over the joint, it's going to be particularly tricky. Um, and if they could get it to go, then they'd be a handful. But uh, it's, it's just a real short run-up. Namani Nungusa is another one who is just an absolute weapon.
0: Christy, you've uh, had a couple of chats with John McKee, the Fiji coach, recently. Uh, what can you tell us about rugby over there and what they're hoping to achieve um
3: yeah, well a couple of years ago when McKee came into the setup there was no um you know like tracking of overseas players so that's something that that McKee has brought into to Fiji and rugby and 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 he's quite confident that over the next couple of years that they'll even be able to build on that previously like previously they hadn't been able to like they had no idea who was playing where and what they were actually delivering on the field. So McKee I think spent 6 weeks over in Europe watching um, a number of the players that he selected in this squad. So he's going to have a much more of an understanding, of obviously, of, of what they can do on the field. He always says, though, that set-piece is the big one it is if they, they've they got so much talent and abundance of you know speed out wide, it's about getting the ball out to them. So um, Vola Vola, who we all know from the Rebels um, and, and the Tars previously and the Crusaders as well that he'll be, I think, running the show at, at 10. So um, he's someone that has a has a bit of a potential about him, but it's about consistency. But I'm really intrigued as well to see, you know, previously the Wallabies have had David Pocock in the last two years at the breakdown. Without him being there, um, how the Wallabies go over the ball um, with Hooper at seven, Hunnigan six, Higginbotham eight? Th- that it's it's an area where you'd think that Fiji would try to target and and try to disrupt the the ball that Australia get.
2: Oh, it's funny. It's a good point you raise because we also. No, Scott Fardy, who's who a very good on-baller. Having said that, though, late in the game, you'll have Tolu Latu on, who's good. So How good was Fardy's mic'd up? Sorry
0: to interrupt you. Yeah, chat the week. good but chat from Scott Michael Fardy, wasn't it? Revving your v Enjoyed that. It was very much on a car theme, wasn't he? Very big car up theme. do you up a gear. Do you think, do you think <laughs> players are going into the, that mic'd up experience with uh, light, pre-prepared lines up their sleeve?
2: No, I just think it's players actually out there, in all honesty, like, most players generally have a bit of a chat and a laugh out on the field. Like, it's not, you know, you're not... Um, Curing cancer out there, like we're still playing rugby. It is a fun game and it's good to be able to show that during the week that players are out there in the midst of a battle, still cracking a joke with teammates and joking with opposition players. That's that's what it's always been about and it's probably the audience don't get to see that enough. So yeah, but no Scotty Farty. So yeah, I don't look I don't think the the Fijians will be saying, Look, let's target the Wallabies breakdown because just because you don't have people on ball as such doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get generate quick ball, the Wallabies will still have you know really good front football if they clean out well So, um, but it'll just be it's just those individual players they're missing but for what you lose on Scott Fardy and uh, David Pocock you get a ball run in like Ned Hannigan and the offloading ability that Higginbotham's got so it evens itself out and, and more so for me I think
0: Not the sexiest uh, position we've ever seen in, in June uh, with all due respect to, to these teams but afternoon rugby Shawnee, you'd be a huge fan of that wouldn't you?
1: I am, and it's a tricky one for us because I'm a huge advocate of, uh, massive advocate of afternoon rugby so I think it is the perfect way to start getting families and kids back um, in and a touch closer to their heroes. But the flip side is obviously from a you know Fox Sports perspective that nighttime games rate you know double, double and a half what it does for an afternoon game. So it's a tricky one that one. But from a from a purist point of view, uh, I do, I do love watching them play. In the sunshine and the colour and the excitement and the vibe um, that the Fijian fans will bring to Amy Park on the weekend will just be epic. It'll be so good.
0: What about predictions, boys? Shawnee, will start with you. What, what uh, is a possible scoreline from this game?
1: I um, I think it'll be big. I think it'll be a big blowout to the Wallabies. I really do. 40 to 23
2: Wallabies for me. That's my
1: story. I reckon, uh, I'll give it, can I give you my score now, Sam, before you interrupt
2: me again? Why not? You're just dribbling. <laughs> yeah. He's angry at me, Sean. I'm
1: going 55-15. to
0: 15. Woof. That's big. Christy? Uh, Australia 35-10. What was the scoreline in the World Cup a couple of years say. ago? But, uh, so. About a 15-point win from memory? don't know, Sam. Something like that. Probably should do some research at some stage. All <laughs> right, any other thoughts on Wallabies, Fiji, before we move on? Radio silence. Sounds yeah. good. So oh wait,
1: no, 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 no. I do, I do have other thoughts on the uh, these Fiji game. Okay. Before we move on, I want to just educate some of our... Actually, I need to educate Halsey because he needs it more than anyone, how to pronounce the Fijian names correctly.
2: Yep. Right? Go for it.
1: Okay. So if there's a C in the name, the C becomes a TH sound. So Petro so
2: Sivanusiva should actually be S- Sivanusiva.
0: Sioni Malone. Sioni Malone. Correct.
1: So S- I'll give Thorn. you an example. Um... On the weekend, we've got such a and it's, it's written C-A-V-U-B-A-T-I-A. It becomes Savumbati. You put an M before the B as well. Savumbati.
2: Savumbati. The Q,
1: the, Q, the Q becomes an N-G sound. So we've got Akapusi Ingera. Okay, you follow me on that?
2: And for all of you who are still me. with us, <laughs> I'd like to wake you up now from... <laughs> Sean's little international language. We know you go on the 7th Series, mate. You're a you know you travel of, man of the world. Man of the world. We get that. So bloody smug, especially when
0: you're not in here. <laughs> Sitting in your lounge room. Some of us have never been out of boxer this. Box of shorts on. Some of us have never been out of the bunker, let Australia, Sean. Okay,
1: okay. Halls, you're on the World C Broadcast this weekend. I don't want you to embarrass yourself. I'm, I'm not, not
0: commentating,
2: Sean. I'm just having a chat and a laugh with the fans.
1: Yeah, but you're still not need to know how to pronounce the names, and you're going to be going into Fiji. You're going to be going into Singatoka, Coral Coast. Bloody you're going to be place. going into the Warwick Resort. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, so get it right.
0: Yep, we'll get it right. Thank yeah, you. Well, Sean. Uh, on that note, one of the great professionals, uh, Greg Clark, was uh, in earlier. Just you know, just spending now. the full day working on his working on his pronunciation, putting in the, the hard hours. I think he's doing a solid eight hours on the Fiji names. He does that yeah.
2: while Sean's at home on the lounge. There's a the difference, Sean. <laughs> Clark is in here punching out the hours, bunding on at nine, off at five, and you're just rolling <laughs> around the lounge room with your packet of twisties
0: <laughs> in your boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Having a chat and a laugh. A chat and a laugh. We're
1: talking lines next.
0: Did you all watch that game last night?
1: Every minute of it. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, it's a shame that it keeps raining in New Zealand, but I guess that's <laughs> to be uh, expected in June. But, is it really? Uh, I think it is to be expected, yeah. Um... What do we make of it all? Two very contrasting styles. I think there's been a lot of talk about Gatlin Ball, Warren Ball, whatever you want to I'm, call it. I'm it's glad
2: the Blues won because they were by far the better team. So yep. the, the scoreline didn't actually indicate just how much yeah, better phew. they were from mine.
0: That lines, line speed of the Lions uh, was troubling the Blues a little bit at the start. They were really rushing up and, and their set piece was strong, but just not a lot of imagination and attack, was there, guys? Not at all. Um, I. It was always going to take a little while um,
3: for, for things to click. And we've seen a completely different side from the one that played last Saturday against the Barbarians to the one that played against the Blues. So that doesn't help at all. But uh, reality is that we've seen Sexton come on at halftime just before halftime yesterday. And he, and he played uh, for, for what, 50, 60 minutes the previous Saturday. And the person that most people thought were going to play, was going to play 10 for the first test has hardly fired a shot. Hasn't looked like making a break or, or creating one, really. So um, that's a concern. But there are some positives to come out of it. Hoyles is right, though. Like the reality is that the blue scored. What were the, what were the positives, Christy,
1: from a line perspective?
3: Oh, I think were they just t- touched upon them with the <laughs> with really the line speed, in. the set piece. I think the scrum was completely dominant, and the, the line out was was very good too. Except for for, for the final the, the two Mollens, from on, from Best on, on, and the, and stop. from Mullins.
1: Stop the line speed. They conceded three tries while scoring only one. What line speed? How'd that work out? Yeah, okay.
2: that's a fair point. So, so well, you, it yeah. works.
0: It worked pretty well for a lot of the game. Let's be fair, Sean. You, you're attacking poor old Christy here. That's no. all, that's all right. I can, can no. fight my own fights.
2: But <laughs> thanks, 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 though You've had one bite, your steak sandwich Lindsay like I'm concerned about your eating get habits, his, mate. Get getting it, it, it does
0: it does, get his blood sugars up. <laughs> it does put the uh <laughs> it does put the struggles of the Australian <laughs> super rugby teams into a bit of perspective I saw a few people on social media making that point I mean on this form the Reds would beat the Lions as well wouldn't they they only just oh, lost oh, to the oh. they, they only just went down to the Blues and Samoa but it, it does add a bit of perspective to, to things doesn't it Sean
1: it does, it does indeed. Actually, um, Nat Yanidis landed a really good tweet last Oof. night um, during the game, our colleague. So, uh, that's one of the other great things I enjoy about the Lions touring is that social media goes into overdrive. The, <laughs> the trolls Pacific pop out don't they? there. Are, I mean, trolls are, this is a troll's um, time to shine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is and your time to shine. We know those ones from up north, they can be very aggressive when things don't go their way. Um, <laughs>
1: particularly wound up, but. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think they're in for a really long, really, yep. really long tour. But it's... did you guys, and actually, Christy, I will go to you on this, because you were right across the team. When you saw that line, line up last night for that game, were you just thinking to yourself, my God, that guy's a freak, that guy's awesome, this guy can test sides to shreds? Like, if you look at them one through to 15, that starting side, and think, how on earth do they not win by 15 or 20?
3: Yeah, yeah, and there's no doubt about that. But the reality is, it's, isn't, it all comes down to combinations. Like individually, you, you can have the what the old mantra? What is it? A, a team of champions or a champion team? Like that's, that's <laughs> cohesion. If you ever follow Ben Darwin, who's a former Wallaby, yeah.
2: prop, he's got he's big. He's got a he's got a sporting um, analytics. Would you yeah, call? Analytics? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he does all, he does awesome stuff. Ben and Darwin. it's all about cohesion. And it's a good example. That's why it's hard for the Lions to get things humming because they have got guys not just from different teams but from different countries where most people hate the English like the Irish the Scot all there's there's infighting you got to you got to forget all of that and come together and put on a jersey like it's probably one of the hardest jobs in world rugby in a short period of time doesn't get I any I like to
1: take I like to take him for a bonding session what would you do Sean <laughs> what would I do yeah well, it'd be fun and it'll go for a couple of days <laughs> and you'd have to you have to check in your phones at the door. Camping.
0: Sounds like camping. You're thinking two days yeah. of the castle. Yeah.
1: Man camp. On Blu-ray. Be, I just call it man, a we man camp, just go camp would man be good, camping. wouldn't it? Take him down to Queenstown.
0: Drop them on the top of a
2: mountain. and Say, fellas, we will you in 48 We're hours. We don't want to do no, the no, no, no. we don't no, no, want to do no, no, the dwarf
0: no. tossing. That's what they get up to in New no, Zealand. I was thinking
1: more. Poms. I was thinking more. We'll lock us into a pub in Queenstown for 48 hours. Well, they might
0: end up doing that if they lose <laughs> another game shortly. Serious question. <laughs> Serious question. Do the Lions win another game on tour? They've got to play all. Yeah, the, they, yeah. They've they got will. to play all the Super Rugby teams, the Māori All Blacks, and the All Blacks three times. Where, where are you going to give them some wins, Shaunie? The
2: Māori All Blacks three times.
0: Once oh. the All Blacks three times. Yeah. I think they'll beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs, yeah. Well, they yeah. they play a full strength Crusaders on Saturday. I think they'll lose that one. But then they do the the Highlanders, the Chiefs, the Hurricanes will be under strength, missing the All backs So you'd they'll improve.
2: You'd they'll think improve they'll, dramatically. They'll,
0: they'll they'll probably win uh, maybe one or two of those. But uh, I, I wouldn't bet my house on it to be fair. Do you
1: guys know that the Crusaders are a dollar sixty two favourites
0: this weekend? I blew my chance to recoup some of my uh, gambling losses After because Hillary. Exactly <laughs> right, because the <laughs> Crusaders were playing $2. I think the Blues were paying more than $3 at one stage. The they were paying $4. At one stage. The Crusaders were, I think, $2.65 before last night's game, and it looked juicy at the time, but I haven't pulled the trigger. It's moment amazing moment. that
2: you're still talking gambling. For those who don't know, <laughs> our host Sam Worthington um, is pretty much not having a holiday for another four years because he saved everything he had and he threw it all on Hillary Clinton to win the election. And as we all know, that didn't go too well for him because Hillary was a shoo-in,
0: wasn't she, Sam? What I will say, Horsey, is that Donald Trump is very close to, to being impeached, and I'm still optimistic <laughs> that I can uh, that I can get my you winnings back. Double, I can I can head back to time on him getting impeached. Yeah. Do. Double down. <laughs> A very good idea. A very good idea. What about The All Black squad uh, named this morning as well. It's all, it's all happening in rugby land, uh, Christy. You were working with me uh, while that was coming out. What were your in impressions on the on the big announcement? Well,
3: just the amount of death. lot like, the amount of players that have been left out of that. Jesus. Um, hey, hey, hey. Once, sorry, guys. Uh, once again, mistake sandwich. Jesus was not named in the team. Quite right. Just moved if across. They He'd say, probably miss out, to be honest. The big fella
2: himself would probably miss out the way sorry, it's going. Sorry,
3: champ. Sorry, champ. <laughs> Look, mate, we're happy with where you're going, but
0: we're just going to try <laughs> something mean. else. A few work-ons. A <laughs> few work-ons for Jesus. Carry on, Christine. But reality
3: is, no Damien McKenzie, no Neha, Milner-Scudder, no Stephen Lawatua. There's just so much class that's been left out of this side. But isn't it great to see three of the Barrett brothers in there? Oh, I think they've been First fantastic. Yeah. First, First time, time in, in
2: history. Do you think they'll all play in the test together, though? That's the big one. So I think uh,
1: like it's the first time in history they've all been uh, three brothers have been in the
0: same All back squad. Yeah, like yeah, with this, yep. we had like the Eller brothers like twenty five years ago. They're so far behind us, New Zealand. And uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Christy's been on the blower to the the Ellers today, doing some great reporting. What, what did uh, uh, you know talking about the Barretts and, and and what it's like to play with your bros? What did they have to say, mate?
3: Well, firstly, spoke to, to Glenn who's in Argentina with with Eddie Jones in England, and and he was saying that look. Um,
2: Couldn't do it, could you? Couldn't go <laughs> a podcast without mentioning Eddie Jones. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> Continue. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, just the fact that Bowden Barrett reminds him of his brother Mark in terms of how he runs to the line, is consistently challenging it, and, and has so many options up his sleeve. And it seems like extra time. But they're huge fans of of Bowden and, and Geordie and, and Mark said that uh, that he w- he would be quite happy to see Geordie. In that twenty three, probably on the bench because he's he's a bloke who, uh, has, who's in his words a, a bit of a freak and can um, can offer just anything. If you're in front by five points, he has the ability to extend that. If you're behind, he has the ability to score um, and thinks he'd be the perfect person to bring off the off the bench. And, and we saw Scott make his debut last year, so.
0: It would be great to see, I think, all three of them in the 23. It's a bit of a weird family situation. The Allers were all backs, you know, fleet-footed, that that made sense. Good ball players, they were all quite similar. But uh, the Barretts are a bit strange. Father Kevin, a former Hurricanes hard man, he was a a flanker or a lock and didn't have any skill at all whatsoever, so it must have come from the mum. But then you've got Scott, um, obviously a big lock. Kane, who was a a lock loose forward for the Blues, briefly, and then and then Bowden and Geordie out in the back, so uh, I don't know what, what to make of that. Uh, Stephen and Sean, your, your fathers, uh, c- can you talk us through the gene pool issue there? Uh,
2: okay, so my father was a 5'8 centre, <coughs> um, and probably a bit shorter, but a bit thicker than me, and my mum was quite tall, and my mum was a good netballer, so I think I got more of uh, my mum's sort of hand-eye coordination, and
0: didn't really get Dad's pace either. So, Shawnee, are you likely to produce a, a little halfback or a, a winger, potentially?
1: My daughter can quite easily play uh, sevens for Australia, no question. My old <laughs> man was actually a bit of a thug. He, um, <laughs> surprise, he <was> surprise. <laughs> rubbed, he was once rubbed out for 12 weeks Oof. for stomping on someone at Henley Oval. What, a great, what a great role model. <laughs> um, and in terms of representative uh, type stuff, he could drink for Australia, probably not play rugby for
2: it. i got a good story. Do you remember Ian Kennedy? They call him Speed yeah, Kennedy, speed former Waratah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been your twenty ones coach, maybe, Sean. Yeah, yeah, um, roundabout, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was a former Waratah coach, Australian twenty ones coach. He played all the way through school with Dad at Ramwick. He played a lot of first grade at Ramwick and there's this story where they got Speed one day at training, there was dog poo on the field and they found it and they in a mall they smudged in Speed's beard and he spent the whole time just firing up at training going, can anyone smell that? Who can smell that? And he was, he was grabbing blokes' boots, he was b- grabbing <laughs> blokes' jumpers, he was accusing everyone in the side of smelling like dog poo, and little did he know that he was just smudging his beard for an hour and a half straight.
0: Beautiful thing. Who's, who beautiful who beautiful froze thing. his shoe? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I think we're a bit rugbyed out, guys. It's far too much rugby. Shall we move on to the castle and the film, the film yeah, section? let's Oz- do it. Give it
1: some backstory, though.
0: Yeah, so what, two weeks ago uh, now, two or three weeks ago, uh, Christy Doran um, was somewhat exposed, it's fair to say. I wasn't in this podcast, but uh, I believe uh, one of you two made a, a reference to the castle and Sean sat there, Sean Christy sat there, gobsmacked, uh, clearly not uh, recognising this particular quote. And uh, it's fair to say it caused some minor outrage on Twitter, didn't it, Sean? There was yep. some... There was some pitchforks out there. Um, people wanting him deported, uh, un-Australian. Uh, a lot of abuse. Yeah. Christy, firstly uh, your defence, and, and and then we'll move on to your movie review because I understand you did get around to watching it eventually. Yeah,
3: well, I don't really have a defence to be honest. I'm just Good. I'm, well, well I'm pleading pleading guilty there. Yeah. Um, but the re- reality is that I've, I've watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm just disappointed that I didn't get to see it earlier. You're right, Hoylesey. You're right. It's layered. You've got to watch it time and time again. Nuance. I'm just looking forward to to showing other people this great hit. Yeah, okay, I'm going to ask you a few well, questions on it.
2: You look, <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's go. let's go around the table and ask. Uh, okay. Multiple you know, multiple
3: choice.
2: This one. Okay. When someone comes to the door to speak to Mister Kerrigan, and he says. Are you from the council? The bloke says, I'm just here. Does he say, A, to deliver a message, B, to give you a package, or C, to give you some advice? Can you repeat the... the Someone comes to the door, Uh and the end result is the son turns up with a shotgun and says, you had my dad, now F off. Prior to that, does he say, A, I'm just here to, A, deliver a message, B, it's A. It's A. Well done. Correct. Spot on. Well done. I'll, uh,
0: I'll get one in here. This is uh, courtesy of Steve Lenthal, um, a huge rugby man out of Canberra, a uh, big fan of the podcast, and, and uh, a, a great follow on Twitter as well. Very prolific. So he's got a question for you, Christy. Are we ready? Ready. Which trade did Dennis clear in the photocopier? A, 1. B, 2. C, Three, D, all of the above. Yeah, well, look,
3: he goes there a number of times, doesn't he? And it's great that eventually he gets a new photocopier once he wins all the money. That's the good thing. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a happy ending,
0: yeah. ultimately. I think, I think it's all of the above. Look, I'm going to expose myself here slightly by admitting that I don't know the answer, so we're going to have to check with... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... That's, it's that's F3, my... Mate. It's F3, It's <laughs> F3. I was just like, F3. I fixed the F3. F3, there we go. Thanks, I've to. I've
1: that three <laughs> times already.
0: All right, so I'm one from two. There we go. Shawnee, what have you got? Uh, I just... You know,
1: actually, what? I'd just like to hear your favourite castle quote, Lindsay. Oh. The favourite quote from that You're, amazing Australian
0: you've movie. You've been hitting with it we, uh, all week, Christy. we have got this.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of them. Um, I particularly like right at the end, um, where our mate Daryl <laughs> wins and he goes over after the QC's so just come on board and and won big, goes to the opposition, says, "Ah, oh, bad luck next time, guys." And yeah, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just think
0: it's classic <laughs> Castle, isn't it? Good.
3: Yeah. No. No. It's it's a it's a bloody good
0: movie. What. You, you guys are the uh, Australian, uh, I guess, uh, gatekeepers here, Stephen and Sean. Are we going to let Christy Lindsay stay in Australia after that effort?
2: Uh, you need to name two of the three cars that he mentions that are in the driveway. <laughs> two of the three? Yeah, well, there's at least three. I think there might even be more. But he needs to m- get the keys to so-and-so to move that to get to the other one. Do you even know what
3: I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's just those layers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, this is
0: not looking good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, we
2: need answers. Oh, I think
0: I'm out. I'm stuck. He's out. There we go. He's out. All right. So, Well, the good news is I actually helped uh, Christy print out his uh, passport renewal the other day. He's off to New Zealand to uh, to cover some of the lines. You don't need a passport really? to go to New Zealand. To, to cover some of the Lions tour, Christy. He's, he's off to the... You're going to go to the third test, Christy, and sti- oh, really? stick your beak in the, in the press box. So he will be uh, deported... Um, oh, nice. And and so it will be one way ticket unless you sharpen up, mate. And so good on you, uh, that's
1: that's bloody great news, champ.
0: Isn't that good news? Thanks, guys. Well done. So uh, yeah, watch the space uh, in, in terms of his residency. Guys, any other thoughts? Uh, a pretty wide ranging podcast there. How, how are you holding up with your back, Sean? Can you give us an update? Um, there?
1: Mate, I've got my first round of physio this afternoon, which is good. Uh, it, it's, you know what? It's been been tough going so subsequently after last week when we had out of chat i not having a ct scan ended up in hospital um had a paramedic come to the give me a house call got the green whistle in it, it got pretty bad actually and uh just like to um just like to thank the, the great man of uh, craig from the ambo service we came around and um uh, initially kind of um, put my back in the 700 pieces. but so then he gave me the green whistle, which was a lovely add-on.
2: And just to update you on Craig, he's now throwing his back out by trying to get Sean <laughs> off the lounge. So, <laughs> hope was, you're doing you know well, Craig. <laughs> Shout-out to when Craig. He, when he
1: rocks up, when he rocks in, he goes, I go, mate, you're going to need help. Because I thought I was going straight to the hospital. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you are not getting me up on your own, fella. And uh, he said, No, that's not the plan here, fella. That's not the plan, champ. You stay there and have some of this whistle.
0: What a great Australian Craig is. How many times do you reckon Craig's watched the castle? I'm thinking upwards of 12. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's, he's got it on repeat. He's got it on repeat. Uh, fellas, I'll leave you to it, I think. I'm off.
0: Good job. We'll all sign off. So, uh, bumper. Bumper, oh, bumper weekend no. of rugby. Uh, Christie's just mentioned the under-20s, which I was going to quickly... Uh, <laughs> see, you later, see you later, Sean. <laughs> just, uh, That's what te- he thinks of you and your under-20s, Christy. Some technical issues here. But, uh, yeah, we've got the, the Aussie under-20s in action against England on Fox Sports. 2.30 a.m. Friday morning. Um, so it's not a great time, but it will be a really good game, I think. Uh, Steve, yep. I think you've been keeping an eye on some of these games. As oh, as I have, as yep. This is a
2: huge game because England under-20s belted the Samoan under-20s by 50-odd points, I think. And we had a, you'd say, a Very pretty scrappy. scrappy win over Samoa. So we need to win this game to guarantee ourselves a spot in the top pool. There's another chance to get in. There's like a wild card. But England have been probably the premier under-20 side for the last two or three years. And and as you see, the flow-on effect that has, those guys like a toe-drain that they were 20s players a couple of years ago. So it, it is important in the grand schemes of Australian rugby. We need these Aussie 20 guys to be... Successful because we need them translating into Super Rugby. That's, that's one of the big reasons why Super Rugby in Australia is struggling at the moment, because we had four or five really unsuccessful years, and, and that carries through. So um, we need to beat England, simple as that. If we don't, it's going to be a, a tough way in from there.
0: Well, said. some good uh, young players coming through. I think Reece Hewitt's... Yeah, a uh, big fan of him. Yeah, caught your eye, the big yeah, number has. eight and, and captain. So,
2: yeah. He's it's had a couple of years of injury, too. I like him because he's not a huge number eight, um, and I like the fact that he can play with the ball in hand and keep play alive. I think he's got a good offload in his game. He's got the ability to, to pass late and long, and I think he's a skillful footy player. And, and the other guys that I think have done pretty well uh, have been a few of the Aussie Sevens boys. Mm. Hutchinson's yep. done really McNamara. well, McNamara. So, you know, these guys yep. are, have been
0: helpful for them. Friday, 2.30 a.m., Christy will be in the office, live blogging, doing player ratings. The, the whole work's on may, maybe Destroying folks who
2: don't play well on a rating system. <laughs>
3: Yep. <laughs> thanks, you. <Uzi>. No worries.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, bearing with us. If you've made it to the end, that's quite an achievement. And, uh, yeah, I, hope, uh, you a long would, one, I hope you enjoyed that uh, film review session. So we'll see you all next week, hopefully after a, a good Wallabies win over the Fijians. Adios.